0: What is poppin TJTV? Welcome to TJTV episode 222. We have a great guest, Paul gaberlini He is an actor. He's been in theater. He's done a whole bunch of stuff. He's even worked with Eric Striffler from Pretty Much It. Uh we talked about a lot today. Um it was a really good episode and we didn't really touch on his career we did talk about his career but we also also touched on other you know subjects during his time here on the show and it was a really great interview I mean you know like I said all my interviews are really great and you know I learn about a lot of people and I did mention that in the podcast So, um, like always, if you're new, like and subscribe on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and much, much more. Go follow me on Gleason Photography and Videography on Facebook.com. And uh, we may have something coming soon to YouTube. Who knows? We're still working on that. Also, I do want to mention, in uh, yesterday's episode, I did do a poll. And it seems... 78% people have told me to post on Facebook versus YouTube. That's where they will watch most of my uh, content. So for some reason, people like my Facebook videos more than my YouTube videos. But we'll see what happens. So uh, other than that, we're going to go and send in the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's get it, guys. Alright, I am here with Paul Gaberlini from Long Island, New York. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing real good. Um I, you know, my my weekends are usually like spaced out. Like this this week it's Monday and Tuesday. Um and I have
0: a full work week from like Wednesday or Sunday. Uh, so I'm just resting up. Oh really? So are you still based out of Long Island? Uh I'm you
1: know, I, I think at this point I'm almost like a vagrant. Vagabond right now, or nomad. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I spend a lot of days in, in New York City, and uh, I come home when I'm not doing anything, just because it's more peaceful out here. Uh, home I'm from Suffolk County, Long Island. Oh, really? Um, yeah,
0: I got a little doggy here that I got last July, and you know, I'd feel terrible if I took her into the city with me. I mean, she's a little bit of a nervous wreck still. She's a rescue. Oh, really? um, I love her so
1: much, that like I just, you know, like, I like to
0: spend my time here with her. I understand that. I I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I hate this city of New York. I, I don't know why. Like I used to love it as a kid, but now, like you know, just going into New York City, I cringe so hard. I actually was there maybe two years ago with my fiance, and uh, I I did not like it at all. I hated it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this. Like when I
1: first moved there, uh, in fall of 2013 i was terrified I, I barely left in my apartment for like six months um I had some money so that i i didn't um immediately have a job um but like i i like i knew i was scared so it's just like let me let me take it slowly you know um at a time like just explore a little bit get you know my bearings you know make sure i'm going on the right and like trying to teach yourself you know not to doubt but you know on the uptown train instead of the downtown train. Right. You know, like, you're always in a hurry and, like, you know, you hear the expression New York, like, that's the real deal. Like, everything moves so fast. You know, you can't, you can't be hesitating, like, oh, shoot, this is the right train uh, or, um, you know, you don't want to, like, go back for, like, you know, because you forgot your wallet or something, you know, place like, for an audition or uh, a job or So, I mean, I guess I had that luxury, but it was scary. Uh, but I, I lived there for six years and, like, I still consider myself living there which I uh but I, I do love it. It's um it's been very kind to me, you know. nice city, you know, you I like living there so long, like you start to you know, I like to walk around a lot. I used to live in East Village and like I I, I used to like if I had the time walk to like different jobs and auditions. Um it's there's you know, you start to like walk by places or like you come from a job and it's like, Hey, I, I you know, I work there, like you're looking at a place across the street, oh, that's where that was, you know. Uh it's fun. You start to like like, if you
0: look like a geographical map, you can, like, almost, like, put a pin in, like, different areas, and be like, I've covered a lot of ground I'm like, put you. Right. <clears throat> now, why did, why do you think it found, like, why do you think it was so hard to adjust, like, you know, going from Long Island to New York? Like, why were you, why was it scary at, in the beginning when you moved to the city?
1: Um. Well, you know, it's funny, because, like, I mean, you know, I only lived about 60 miles away from the city, but I actually didn't spend that much time in the city growing up. Um, you know, I used to, uh, you know, come in, like, like, like maybe, like, once a week to see, like, a, you know, like, the Dark Knight that was having, like, a special, like, Lincoln Center showing or something, but I never, like, came into work. I lived in Buffalo for four years before I lived in the city. Uh, that's where I went to school. Um, but that's, like, like half suburb, half city, so it's much smaller scale. It's less overwhelming. But I don't know. I think just for my personality, like I just didn't have a handle on it. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm
0: just scared. Well, no, I understand that. I mean, like I said, I when I first moved, I when I first moved out of my parents' house, I was always scared. Like I was scared that I'm not going to make it. I was scared that you know I was going to lose this apartment that I'm in. I mean, I get scared all the time with, even when I got a new car recently, I'm scared that I'm not going to make the payments, but like, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what it does. Like, I know that when me and like, when I get scared, I always have to like cope. My coping mechanism is always going to like either videos or podcasting. That's the way how I cope with it. And then when my fiance tells me everything's going to be okay, that's another thing that, you know, helps me out.
1: You know, it also was, too, I think the biggest thing was, like, it wasn't like, you know, I was never scared of, like, getting mugged or, um, you know, turning down the wrong corner or anything like that. It was really just, like, you know, your whole life up to that point is, you know, even in college, like, you are on your own, but, you know, everything's kind of mapped out for you. You know, you go to these classes, um, you know, you audition for the same people, you, you know, it's total, like, you know, big fish in small ponds, like, this you know, that was, like, was kind of like the first instance of I'm in charge of everything that I do. Like, I'm the person who's responsible for how well I do, um, how much work I, you know, I get or not. It hinges on, like, how much effort I put into it. You just want to make sure that your energy is going in the right places. There's just so many avenues to go down. It's almost like you don't want to commit to one thing because it's take away other possibilities.
0: Right. Um. So, let's start off with your childhood, though. So, what was it like in Long Island, New York, as a kid? Um, I, um, I mean,
1: it's funny, like, I, I enjoyed my childhood, um, you know, it's, um, there's it like a big, like, a couple of key things that I take away from it, though, is, like, when I, when I went to Buffalo, like, it's a very diverse place, um, especially, like, as an art major, uh, I, I studied Um, but, um, you know, it's just, you learn how kind of the same, I don't know, everyone's kind of the same now. I would describe it like a, we're a bunch of farmers with a city mentality. Um, but, uh, there was not a whole lot of diversity in high school. Um, it was, uh, really vanilla, <laughs> to put it mildly.
0: <laughs> and that, um, that was in but, Long Island. Uh, I'm sorry? That was in Long Island.
1: a minute to like look back on my
0: So you lift. So that was what it was like in like high school when you were there. Like how much you can lift, how much you can drink, what kind of girl you can get. Yeah, I completely understand you from right there. So when I was in middle school, I was bullied by the football players and I did karate. So I didn't really have any friends in high school. Well, middle school, let's put it that way. But uh, all the football players wanted to beat me up because I did karate and I had a hard time getting them to like me. Now, once I hit high school. My sister, which I'm kind of grateful for in this sense, she she graduated when I left eighth grade. So when I got into ninth grade, I was the coolest. I was the coolest kid because I was friends with all the seniors and the juniors. Because she told everyone to take care of me. But middle school was like a rough time for me because I got bullied a lot because I wasn't part of the cool kids. I wasn't part of their gang and all that. But I think I, I don't know. I think once I. You know, opened my mind more and started like, you know, becoming more confident with myself and stuff. That's when I gained more uh, friends and popularity, which I wasn't even really popular in high school at that point. I just knew everybody because of my sister. Yeah, you know, that
1: reminds me too. Is like, um, because I started doing theater uh, only when I was a junior in high school, and. That was kind of like a huge because up to that point, like I was on the wrestling team. I joined as a sophomore, so I was actually doing that while performing. And then when I discovered that, I was, I was, I think the only kid in my school who did both. Which those things seem so juxtaposed. I remember my coach scratching his head when I told him that, like, you know, they will be a little tough making practice because I'm going to play. Like, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it's surprising that like. You know, like some of those, those kids, you, you have those, like, those stereotypes that, like, you know, the jocks don't like the theater nerds. And uh, I felt that there was, like, a surprising harmony in that, that, like, just because you aren't in a group uh, doesn't mean that, like, that group thought less of where you fit in. Uh, I, I, I really liked my, my graduating class. I think we were all, uh, they were all, like, really great people. Um, like I said, I think it was really just, like, how. Like a struggle to relate to like certain mentalities. It's not like a judgment. It's just, I don't think it's really for me. To, you know, like I'm not enjoying myself. You know, it's you know, just a sick mentality. Um, you know, I mean, I did like sports. I did, you know, like I said, like I wrestled. But um, you know, just like a lot of the athletes, um, what they
0: like to do, fight, you know, didn't really strike me. <laughs> well, what was your weight class?
1: five and I dropped at Just you know, you have a better chance of
0: winning if you're, you know, if you're less best weight, I guess, when yeah. you're working at that, you kind of muscle. Yeah, I was, uh, I wrestled at 119 my freshman year and I wrestled at 120. Yeah, I wrestled for two years. Um, oh, cool. Me too. I got dropped in my head. That's why I had to stop. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had me an arm bar uh, or an arm lock uh, when
1: we were on the ground. And I got to my feet. which you're supposed to, when I get to my feet, you're supposed to break the hole. Uh, he didn't do that. Instead, he just picked me up and knocked me on the side of my head. Uh, and I couldn't post because he had my arm just, like, crashing down on my head. I finished the match, but afterwards I had to go to the hospital.
0: Did you have a uh, concussion after that?
1: Yeah, I had the spins. Um, they diagnosed me and told me I shouldn't do it again
2: course, I was like, "At yeah, that, I'm going to do it more." <laughs> but <laughs> I
1: ended up quitting just because, like, you know, like I don't want to do this as a career choice. But I really like yeah, conflict I I with that. But I think I did it because um, I really like the discipline of, it as almost like uh, torturing yourself, you know, like, <laughs> as that might seem. Like I, I really think that that was an important takeaway, uh, even as an actor too. Like you know, sometimes if you're at like, a tech rehearsal. And you have like a lot of actors who are kind of like, my like, be hurt. Like I'm tired of being here. Like while they're making sure that they're got the right light on, you know, like that you are there for eight hours. Something like I'd rather
0: be here for eight hours than to be running suicides too. Wow. Hmm. No, I, I I get you completely. I see. With me, I wrestled for two years. I didn't like the cutting weight part, and plus, I would come home at, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I didn't have any, like, I couldn't do my homework, I couldn't sleep, and I was always, like, hungry, and that's the one thing. I quit my junior year. My parents decided, they were like, you gotta stay with, and I'm like, Mom, you can't do something I don't want to do. Like, you can't make me do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was miserable, you know? I remember just, like, you know, chewing food and spitting it out, sitting in my room, like, with all the lights off, just, like, watching... I remember, like, I was watching Full Metal Jacket. Actually, one, like, for some reason, that stuck in my head. I was watching like the first forty-five minutes of Full Metal Jacket. I just kind of sitting there, like, almost feeling like how uh, how Pyle felt, like, kind of just like
0: losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think it was that, that severe, but like, I, I felt the metaphor. For Sure. Now, when you when you're acting, do you ever use like? You ever like had the same mentality acting when you uh, like when you did when you were wrestling?
1: Um, you know, for, you know, like I liken it to, um, you know, when I was starting off, like uh, in the city, I used to work as a doorman. Um, for six years I did, uh, and you get a lot of. I worked at a, a rich apartment building in uh, Midtown. it was, like, you know, these are, like old-time money. A lot of older people and um, you know they're curious to know you and they ask you what you're doing tell them like oh I'm an actor well oh. there's always two questions it's like oh you want to be an actor and you kind of have to stand it around a little bit you know not be good you know in life but I like, can say like no 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 uh, I am an actor I just want to be a better paid actor um, and the other question would be uh, oh you're an actor that must be tough and I always say like only if you don't love it and that, that, that's that's kind of like my response to like comparing it to being grueling. it would be, and it's tough sometimes, but, you know, I think it's only because I love it that, um, I don't mind, like, certain things. No, I, 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 I got a story if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, go for
1: it. I, I was working a job in Pekissi uh, a couple of months ago, just for a day, and we worked for about 13 hours, and they shuttled us back to the city around, like, 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. And I had a job, another job, the next day uh, in Times Square, and that was at 10 a.m. And I hung out at a diner uh, when I got back to the city uh, until about 6:30 in the morning. Went for a walk, a walk up the East River, and then I got to the place around like nine. Uh, asked them if I could, like, if there was a bathroom I could change it. late. But like, well, we can't really let you pass this point. All the bathrooms are, you know, you have to go to security. So she told me that there's like a McDonald's across the street or an old Navy. Uh, I chose the old Navy. And uh, I remember like, I even picked out like a couple of pairs of pants. Like, I went to their bathroom like a key fob uh, lock on it. And uh, I kind of wanted to just, you know, I like, disguise myself as a customer a little bit. So like I had pants and I went to the guy in the change and was like, uh, you know, before I go away, can I use your bathroom? He's like, sure, sure. And then he kind of just like turned away and I said, uh, I think there's a security thing on it buzzing. in. Like, oh yeah, sure, sure. So I went into the stall bathroom. And, um, I, you know, I pretty much changed in a bathroom stall. You know, changed my underwear, freshened up. And, like I was like thinking, like you know, if I didn't love this, this would be a pretty miserable experience. Right? Yeah. And she just kind of like, under sweat. Um, you know, it's dirty. It's kind of grungy. Um, but uh, you know, I it's something that you know, like. She, you know, saving money is a huge part of this about making this work as well, and uh, you know that was kind of like
0: planned. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm very proud that you know this was a good day. See, that's that's what I like. You have like the dedication, and many people don't have that. I mean, I I know people who graduated college, and. I ask them, what do you want to do? I want to do something. I'll take my friend, for example, she says she wants to do something with radio. I'm like, well, what are you doing to, uh, you know, go there? Like, what are you doing to get to that step? She said, well, I started a podcast, but I'm going to, I'll do like one episode this week. And then in another month, I'm going to do another episode. I'm like, well, why don't you just do a podcast like consistently? And the pie Florence uh, internship. She was like, well, I would do that, but uh, I don't really feel like it. I'm like, well, where then? What do you want to do with your life? Uh, that's the thing I hate with people. Like they're they're not like consistent and they don't like have the dedication. And that's something I don't like with certain people in my uh in our age group. Because I'm pretty sure you're only like 29. I take it right? Uh, 28. 28. Uh, yeah. Eventually, you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm 25, uh, so we're in the same age group uh, in a way.
1: Uh, But you you, you reminded me of a good thing, too, about that day, too. It's like, you know, and, and like, it makes me chuckle sometimes, like, when I'm in certain situations, like the bathroom stall story, um, where it's like, gosh, this is rough. This is rough. But, like, and me personally, I, I think I had, I don't think I have it anymore, but I had, like, a fear of success that, like, I wouldn't deserve it or I wasn't ready for it. And... Those are certain scenarios that I think are very important for people to, like, teach you some humility and modesty and um, make you grateful. And, like, that was, you know, like, in those situations, like, I tell myself, like, wow, I, you know, I think I do deserve this. Uh I mean, you try to earn things, you don't think about the title, but it's like, you know what, I do. And whatever success
0: comes my way, like, I, I've earned it. So I don't have to feel bad about it. Do you ever, like, get, like... Um, have you ever been talked down by your parents when you told them you wanted to be an actor or did they support you in every way possible? they think great.
1: And I've always expected them when I was younger, I've always expected them to kind of like give me like kind of a reality check because I do have family who, they don't mean it, but like they kind of have a pessimistic viewpoint. Um, so they'll kind of tell you that like, you know, well, chances are pretty slim. Maybe you should have a plan B and. Um, But, but my, my parents have been They've been terrific about that sort of thing I'm surprised I thought that was going
0: to be something I had to worry about But they, they're, they're great about it See I, that's how I feel Like most parents should be They should be supportive But I also know My parents are in their 50s and 60s uh, They're not in the I guess the social media realm That we were brought into Because you know Social media is fairly easy in any way shape or form you can like go from having nothing to having a viral video or a viral podcast my parents don't think that way I mean I told my parents like listen I'm dropping out of uh, college I have an associates but I dropped out of uh, Westchester University in in Pennsylvania and I said listen I don't want to do this anymore I'm not learning anything and she's like my mom said what are you going to do and I said well I want to do something with either like radio or you know, become a YouTuber. She said, "That's impossible. You can never become a YouTuber." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Mom. I was like, It's not impossible. I was like, It's going to take a, it's gonna take a while. And my dad, yeah. he, you know, he's pissed that I didn't, you know, finish my uh, career at school. But it's just like, I wasn't learning one thing. I learned more from doing a podcast than, you know, going to school. And, you know, with what was your the, major? Uh, it was communications. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to do uh, something with, like, I still want to do something with radio, but, you know, my best bet right now is an internship, which, you know, once you get an internship, it's a hit or miss, depending on if they like you or not. <laughs> yeah, I feel a similar way. I mean, I, I finished, but um, I remember, like, towards my,
1: even like my junior year, I kind of had, like, one foot out the door. Cause, you know, like, my, my takeaways from. School, like I think I put like the stuff that you learn in the classroom, like maybe like third or fourth, as far as important goes. I was fortunate enough to get cast in a lot of shows. I always scratched my head of, uh, of people who wanted to go to theater schools where like they wouldn't let you audition for a show until you're you know a junior or something like that. To um, say, well, what do you do until then? You have to like do the one hundred ones and the, you know learn how to walk before you can speak classes, and I, you know I did those, but that was just one semester. Which you really had to like kind of like bite your lip and just sit through it, and then fine. I'll I'll pretend like I'm an airplane before I'm allowed to have speaking lines. Um, but yeah, I I think like you know you learn to take care of yourself. You learn uh, how to network. You know, I think I was I no was fortunate to be in a school where we did a lot of our own stuff. We created our own work as well as doing the main stage productions. You learn you know independence, which gosh, especially you know. When I first started in New York, that was all that we did with our own stuff. I didn't start really, really auditioning until maybe like 2016.
0: I'd already been in the city for three years at that point. And did you find it like easy as it went as time went on? Which part? Like auditioning? Au- yeah, auditioning. Um.
1: Yeah, and I think what it was, and I think they even gave um, uh, Eli this. This uh, advice, who I believe last week you had him on.
0: Yep, last uh, week.
1: He he. Uh, I told him, um, uh, or it was Jacob too, uh, that um, you know when you're starting out um, as an actor, like the, like I think the first, this especially like it's true for this generation. First thing that you really need to do is get some footage. You know, do some student films, do things for free, or create your own stuff. Uh, but just get content. Get something that you can condense into two minutes of footage that you feel good about um, so you can send it out to people. Um, I mean, some people will, like, see you in an audition. If you submit electronically, they'll see you, even if you don't have footage. But, like, you definitely can like, increase your chances. I know I was, you know, I was working on a, um, a show, uh, even last week I was having a conversation with um, two older gentlemen. They were maybe, like, in the mid-50s saying how, like, they had just gotten their their video reel done and, like, how excited they were about that. And I was, you know, I was, for me, like, that was like a, like, oh, wow, that's, you know, another confidence booster. It's like, oh, shoot, like, I have, you know, I, I have had my footage for years. I've even just updated it. um So, you know, like, it, and, you know, it's, it's good to talk to other actors and, like, not, not like, measure your success to theirs, but to, like, Why did you hire me? Like, what did I do right? Um, but, you know, you always have that option, like, talking to actors and seeing where they got, you know, like, where they're standing, like, oh, you get four auditions a week? That's pretty good. Like, oh, really? I thought that was, you know, that would be that many, you know? Um, just, like, certain things like that, like, you can kind of, like, you know, not, I don't want to say validation, because that may seem like a fragile ego thing. You don't want to do that, but you get what I'm saying,
0: like Yeah, if, no, I understand you know, completely. You know, yeah no I, <laughs> I do my own films like I've been doing YouTube for about <sighs> twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's when I first started doing YouTube, and I gained uh, fifteen hundred in less than a year. That well, easy feet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that was just because I was copying other YouTubers. But now the YouTube game has changed so much; it's like. I quit for a little bit just to do my own personal stuff. So I, I did a series. I'm working on a series, a scripted series right now. And, uh, I'm filming the final episode tomorrow, but I would post it on Facebook. So I did a poll on, uh, I did a poll on Instagram today asking, should I go back on YouTube or wh- or where would you watch my content most on like Facebook or YouTube? And like everyone's saying YouTube and even like, you know, uh, people, personal friends of mine are like, "Dude, you have like fifteen hundred subscribers. Why don't you just like try to go back on and like do something different with your channel to make it grow? So that way, because apparently YouTube is a better outlet than you know most uh, websites nowadays. Because Facebook, I have the views, but it's like I'm not getting anywhere with it. That's an interesting question, too. Um,
1: why don't you? do something different to like boost the uh, viewership, you know, like, <laughs> uh, for me, like, because, because I did YouTube a lot, like, in the early 2010s with uh, Eric Strickler, um, and um, I know he got a lot of that, he actually made a lot of, like, business choices that were kind of, like, alienating some, potentially some of his viewers, but, you know, like, long run, is like a good choice. But, like, I know, like, for me, like, the question, like, some of the absurd questions that you get from the like, you know, it goes back to that, that, like, oh, you want to be an actor? Oh, that must be tough. You know, like, certain, like, pedestrian pressure that you get, especially, like, when you're not doing as well as you'd like to be. Um, you really just got to, like,
0: yeah yeah I get you a hundred percent so when you when did you start pretty much shit? was that around two thousand ten?
1: Than I used to be, but uh, I used to do um, classic movie reviews on the channel, which wasn't the most popular segment because it wasn't public material. Um, but uh, it was a good; it was, it was fun for me. Um, you know, I'd come in like on like a you know a Thanksgiving break or something like that, report like ten of them, and he would just release them over ten weeks.
0: So, um, so but I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry.
1: Like, I knew that I wasn't, like, I'm not going
0: to, like, make a career out of this. But this is, like, certainly something that I can do to get better. So, you – and you said you started around when he did Eric with No K. Now, I grew up watching him. Like, I remember I was looking up something and I came across his channel and then that's when he started pretty much it. So, I remember the first, like, time he made pretty much it on YouTube and started his first YouTube video, I followed him for about – I want to say like maybe two years. And then for some reason I stopped. I don't know why, but I know like everybody, the whole format and a lot of people that were on pretty much it, they all either left and did their own thing. And now it's only Eric and I believe Jacob. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's only those two now. Yeah. Well, I remember like the
1: other Jacob uh, and Mike Peterson, uh, they, uh, I know Mike moved to the Midwest, Jacob had his own, um, uh, channel, um, and it was the same cause we were doing, uh, Pity Applause, which was an extension of pretty much it, um, for, gosh, I think like, a, like three years, um, and we stopped that when, uh, you know, like it wasn't making a lot of money or any money, um, artistically I think it was the best thing um, and I think you we were really close to something, and it didn't end on the best of ways. But um, I think even at the time, I was thinking like, you know, what? This is probably what should happen because we were all kind of like starting to bicker a little bit, and I think we all wanted to like do different things. One of us wanted to like wanted to get married, and you know, actually make some money. Uh, I, you know, I, I remember like I, I was like I used to do like a lot of like I still do like I make like to do lists, get done this and that. I would do one for a, for the month and one for each week, um, and I remember like looking back at those and like the things that I crossed off of those lists that I got done were usually the things with mini clothes. like get these props, get the set list together, um, you know, shoot this scene, and I would look at the things that I didn't get done, like you know, call your agent, um, submit for stuff, you know, things that are like what I ultimately want to do, but if I don't do them, I'm going to suffer, so let me like, kind of, like, put those things off to the side do the things that people are, other people are depending on you for and that can make you resent a little bit, especially, like, when you're not being um, appreciated as much as you think you should be uh, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about the
0: they wanted to do their own i mean i i agree with that 100 i i i had the same type of you know uh, mentality that like eric has essentially so like i you know i hired people on for the acting gig and even i've had people who were going to on my youtube channel that told me they're going to be with me till you know we make it big and then they just you know moved on they either got tired of me to be honest because i'm kind of a when I, when I direct things, I, I get a little violent, not like physically, but like, if someone says like, Hey, like, you know, I'll be there to help you film this week. And then they don't show up because they're busy, like sitting at home, like playing on Snapchat or something, I get pissed off and I, you know, call them out on it and they don't like that. That's the thing I'm working on. But I mean, a lot of people have done their own thing and left and went to school and stuff. And you know, now it's just my fiancé and I and maybe my cameraman who, you know, he he helps out sometimes too, but it's just, i rather have like a core group to, you know, film when, you know, stuff needs to be filmed and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, like you
1: said, you get into show mode, you know, like, I mean, you know, whether it's filming or live theater, like, you get into sort of show mode where, you know, like, whether it's, whether you're panicked, stressed, or tell the gang, like, hey, let's knuckle down and get to work. Um, you know, you get that way. You know, like, sometimes people take it personally. And, um, you know, I, I've certainly, like, made my fair share of enemies. By you know, I kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want the show to suffer because, you know, you want to have a drink behind the scenes, you know. Um, no, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's you know, like, it's nothing to regret, I don't think. Um, you know, you, you learn to deal, you know, or you learn to like handle it better. But you know, over time, um, you know, you, you're grateful for those things. And uh, I, I love every argument I've ever been in with other artists because, like, you know, it, it tests your uh, how much you really believe in your philosophy. Uh, you know, how, how willing you are to stand by that, or, or how much you're just pretending to, you know, take it seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I had a friend who he's been in maybe one or two of my videos and he, ble- like, I would always like, say like, you know, like, and subscribe to my channel. We're going to throw bangers on it. And he would always say, you know, that's not the way you talk. So, uh, you should, you should just act like your normal self and, you know, you shouldn't post click big ba- uh, click baiting, uh, videos anymore. So I just said, all right, whatever. I shrugged it off. And then I made like a status on Facebook saying that like, I want this career, this to be my career. I want it to be fun on YouTube. And uh, he said something around the lines, like, it's not fun if you don't work for what you got. And it's because like I had a a shitty editing software. So we got into an argument, push came to shove. And uh, he told me that like, he's going to beat me at my own game. He's going to start his own uh, podcast and whatnot. And, Pretty much, we were in like a little competition, but now it's like I'm on the leaderboard and he's falling way behind from it. Yeah, um,
1: definitely don't want to be an artist with malice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's, I don't think I that's anything that a person could take out of that. Um, I mean, it's okay to be angry, but, um, You
0: know, like, do anything in spite of somebody. Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, I wasn't really even angry at him. I was just, like, he just got mad at me because he didn't like the way I've... he He didn't want my videos to be something, like, every YouTuber does, which every YouTuber, in my eyes, they either copy off of somebody or they copy off of a TV show. And... Yeah, most people do that, and it's not a bad thing. It's just they do in their own different way, and that's what I was trying to implement in my videos—just do everything my own different way. And he took it the wrong way, so he made his podcast pretty much him uh, smoking pot and talking about uh, pop culture, which I'm pretty sure that's something people do. Yeah, yeah, there's
1: definitely an audience for that, Um, and you know what? Some things work. Some some things that everybody does—they work. They work. Yeah, um... you know, um, I mean, there's like there's some, um, you know, it's when we were starting, when we started Pity Applause. It was just a, it was just a regular improv, short form improv, which you know, if you're doing that in New York City, how do you stand out? Everybody.
0: You've learned that throughout the years of your career? Oh, absolutely. Um, when I was in college, um, one of the
1: guys that we did uh, T Plus was Lee Becker. He, he, me and him, we ran this um, weekly improv show in Buffalo called SNL. It was a college campus thing. We were, uh, we were like the most uh, populated um, after-school uh, activity that was going. We did it every Friday night at, I think, 9 o'clock. Um, and it was, we would bring in like 150 to like, we had big shows, like up to like 300 people a week. Um, and we would have like, you know, professional um, improv groups in town. And I've been to some of their shows. Like, they, you know, like they don't do nearly the audiences. You get paid like $18 a night to do it. Um, and they're doing stuff that's just not registering with the audience kind of the thing where it's like well you know what you can give me your advice you Might have this experience but I'm going to go off of how the audience responds to it because they like it and that's and I'm, then I think I'm doing something right so it's like that weird balance especially like when you're doing improv of like you know like you have like your rules like you know say yes and don't negate don't ask so many questions things like that like people say no in real life uh, it's just knowing the consequence of what that means when you do say no um, so it's like if I, we're doing a scene and I say to you, like, hey, do you want to watch me eat my own underwear? Um, it's kind of like a setup thing where, like, I'm begging you please say no to that question. You know what I mean? So it's like a trusting your scene partner that, like, we can say no to each other because we know we're going to face at each other. Um, so it's, I guess that's like, the point I'm making. Just, like, um, you know, like, as far as, like, taking advice goes and, like, you know, doing, like, what the artist thing to do is, like, you know, like, the audience like you can and you can still be an artist um but you got to find that balance of entertainment knowledge. that's how people go to see it and
0: if they're going to learn a lesson, then that's awesome do you find it hard to connect with people like your audience when it comes to what they're dealing with in real life um i think
1: uh it was I remember it was, was kind of difficult around like this last election uh for obvious reasons um you know, a lot of our suggestions are like, you know, Donald Trump's bedroom. And it's like a thing where it's like, oh, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to kind of keep a neutral ground in this scenario. You know, like, it, it's funny because, like, you know, you go to theater, you go to, you watch, you see movies to escape a lot of BS in life. And a lot of our BS comes from politics. I'm like, why do you want to, like, bring that stuff in here? You know? It, wouldn't it be nice to just leave that at the door? So I think, like, it started to become a little problematic there. Uh, I don't think, like, our comedy was, like, offensive. I think we... And even that was, like, things that, like, we learned trial by error, like, throughout years. Like, uh, some things are just better left. You know? No. Like, why, why why roll that advice? You know? You not, 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 not that, you know, if you want to push the envelope, or, or, but you also don't want to uh, subjugate yourself to your audience necessarily, um, but you know it's, it's like we're here to have a good time. Like why, why alienate certain people? There are plenty of jokes that we can all laugh at.
0: Exactly, and uh, see, I just the whole we've grown up with in our generation. Like me and you are in the same generation. Growing up in our generation, we never had a debate a presidential debate where it got so violent, where riots and protests would happen every single week. And I, I always have to, I have to turn it off because I hear it, you know, living at my mom's, I would hear it every day. And, uh, you know, movies and videos are many people's escapes, but a lot of people, they will put like the presidential debate, in a TV show like American Horror Story, for instance, I don't know if you watched that. Uh, I did remember they, they, they <laughs> did for I I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was they made the episode. It was like when Donald Trump won the uh, election and like everybody was freaking out. So like they made that whole thing like a, a whole season on American Horror Story, and I thought it was pretty clever. <laughs> but you know, people will put like stuff like that in a TV show to escape from reality but in reality it brings what you're watching on television back to the real world and that's what many yeah. people don't realize when it comes to acting or having TV shows on uh okay. you know when it comes to filming and whatnot yeah and of course there's the phrase argument takes light so, you know there's a balance I
1: don't think it's like you know everything should be um exclusively you know don't talk about this or whatever but like I think there has been like a shift in a lot of the arts and I call it soapbox theater where, um, you know, like movies and theaters will sometimes they'll, they'll do a piece and you know, like if here's a, if you're a storyteller, um, and you have a lesson that you're trying to get across in a piece that you're doing, um, if you're so right about your message, it'll come across. But there's a lot of things these days where it's kind of like we stop what we're doing, we stop in the middle of the scene, turn to the camera, to the audience, and tell you how you're supposed to feel. Um, and that's that's sort of the quickest turn off for me. And it's like that's you know you didn't win an argument; you're just patting yourself on the back and congratulating yourself for being you know masters of the universe and knowing everything.
0: Yeah, no, I understand a hundred percent. I want to ask you something, actually. The Crucible. I see that you made that. You were you were an actor in The Crucible in two thousand seven. Oh. Yeah, that was the first thing I ever did. First thing you ever did, and then yeah. you then you start another. You had other roles as uh, Seven Keys to What, what is that? Uh, I can't read that. Seven Keys that. to ball, tape. ball. Okay, and then Fuddy Mears. Fuddy Mears. That was that was probably
1: my favorite. Uh, theater performance that ever that was um, man, was a great show.
0: What was that about? I'm sorry. Um, so that that's about uh a
1: woman who has uh it's a '90s dark comedy. It's very like absurdist. Uh, main character is a woman who has um like every day, uh her memory vanishes. Kind of like Fifty First days Um, every day she wakes up not knowing who she is and where she you know. What she, you know, whose bed is this that I'm in? Uh, I played her husband, um, who's kind of like this Mister Rogers type, um, you know, wholesome guy who just wants everything is perfect. Family. He has a stepson who hates him, uh, and she gets lost. Her her brother, who's a convict, comes in and like sort of kidnaps her, and it's like this, you know, this this great. Um, situation comedy of like finding her and these, these weird characters it was really terrific but like my biggest takeaway from because I was a sophomore when I was doing it and, and uh, my stepson was my best friend uh, Lee Becker and uh, that was just a scenario where um, you know like just the laughs that we were getting from the audiences. Uh, I know like we were two characters who weren't like we didn't have like a gimmick we didn't have like a, a speech impediment or like a funny accent or like Anything that we we're, were just two characters were just hinging on like our delivery of jokes. It just I don't know, like you just do chemistry with a scene partner. And that was just I just love that show.
0: Do You still have chemistry with him, like Offset, and all that today? Boy, well, he's my best friend. Um, I'm, I'm the best man at his
1: wedding. He's getting married in October. Uh, we've been friends for 11 years now. Um, he was, you know, he was my uh, my third partner in petty Applause, along with Eric. Uh, he was my guy when we did uh, our improv show in Buffalo. He's,
0: uh, you know, he's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. I mean, that that is good, though, like, to have chemistry with somebody on and off set because it shows that, like, no matter what you guys can do in any, like, sort of, like, you know, show that you guys perform, you'll have the chemistry and it will always be there. And that makes a good, um, it makes a good, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? It makes it makes a good impression on many people in a certain in that scenario. Yeah, um, you know we were, you know I think
1: we were really good friends before we did it, but we were so happy when we got it because we were the youngest guys in the show. Um, it was kind of like the show was like broken up into chapters too, so like there were segments, was like me and my son, and there were segments with um, uh, my wife's brother and her and her mother, who she had had a stroke and her speech is like like reversed so like she kinda like speaks in like I don't know like a mirror word like breakfast is fast break. Um and that's what I mean with like like you like it's a gimmick. Like you have a great gimmick to work with. You have this stroke speech or you have this, you know, like the guy had like a mullet and like a club foot and a burnt ear like he's like the have got all these things to work with and you know, all I have is a comb over and a sweater like and just my jokes and like the last that we were getting every night like it was a huge validation of uh you know like that like those of my earliest memories of like you belong here you you should be doing this like this isn't just like a dream that you're a pipe dream that you're chasing like and you look for those things and sometimes like it it's good to remember those things They're, like you're on the right path
0: you're doing all right just just stick with it you belong here yeah no i, I do like that a lot actually it's it's very interesting we, we did a lot of things, too, like,
1: outside of that, is You know, we, we got a theater suite started. Um, there was a building on the dorming buildings, like, each floor was, like, for music majors, foreign exchange, uh, whatever. And uh, we were just, like, there should be a theater floor. You know, it's like, little things like that that, like, we fought over, you know, just to let you know that, like, you know, you got yourself, like, a partner for life. That, that's always, you know, I, I think I was very fortunate to have, like, a lot of very close friends. You know, whether it's Eric or or Lee, who, um, you know, and those two are so different from each other. Um, You know, Lee's very practical. Eric is very just throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Um, And, like, you, you, I don't know, like, you, like, take away from them. Like, you, you, you know, like, you learn those things. You soak it in. So it's just good to have like that around you and like you know I can thank them you know particularly Eric for like having a, a lot of footage for a video reel which you know like I didn't know was so hard to get you know but you know when you have someone that you know who's got an audience and a following you know he's a very creative guy like you know you can make some really good stuff independent of yourself and if you want to like you know if you want to do movies if you want to do TV shows like you, that's where you, you start there and like you build up a library for yourself and then you can show people, you know, casting directors what you got, and I think you'll get more chances. Um, people take more chances on you if you do that. No, you'll uh, be ready
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be ready for it. So, now, how long have you worked with Eric?
1: Um, well, I haven't worked with him in, uh, I want to say, two going on three years. I mean, he. Um, you know he, he's been touring. His, you know, he's been doing a lot of shows with uh, with Jacob. He's been touring. Um, uh, we we had lived together from 2013 to I think 2017, um, where we were like like glued together. Um, so I don't know. Like from like I want to say like from 09 to 2017, we worked together a lot. And it's not to say that like you know we don't just because we haven't worked together much since. Um, you know that we have any like hatred toward each other. It's it's just you know like like the said like there's just that you know you, you go in different directions and you know like that's another thing too. You kind of have to like be careful about it. It's like you want to like when you when you want to get to where you're going, you want to get there with the people that have been there with you. But like sometimes so it's like what they want is different. And you, you you know you you could end up resenting people for um, for like. You know, like, come on, it's this way. Like, the top of the mountain is this way. And, like, they're not, they want to go a different route. You know, I guess it's a sacrifice that you have to make sometimes. It's like, you know, like, hey, buddy, like, like, I wish I could see you more. But, you know, like, I got things to do. And and it looks like you do, too.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that. So how did you meet Eric? We went to high school together. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I did not like him at first when I met him.
0: Why is that? Why didn't you like Eric at first?
1: Uh, and he would probably admit this, too. Uh, he went to Catholic school um, for a while. And I think it was like his, his sophomore or junior year that he was put into public school. And I think, because uh, he was he was always an extreme personality, but um, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way initially. I was one of them. Uh, I, I think I threatened him before when I
2: was a <laughs>
1: teenager. Uh, they were just like, kid you gotta, you gotta shut up or I'm gonna beat you um and um I don't know like how we got over that because like I remember like I had like a like a moment where like I kind of like I stopped him like like dead in his tracks and like dude shut up or I'm gonna hurt you <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
1: and then we were just we, we were in the same theater class together um and we got along really well um I remember uh we were like we were doing the showcase and, and an actor did a scene where he was um, playing a mentally handicapped person and um, everyone was kind of like, Oh, what a what a tremendous piece, you're so brave and he kinda of raised his hand and he was like like kind of criticizing the choice to do the scene. He's like, Don't you think that this is this seems a little like controversial for the sake of being controversial? And I remember I was like, Oh my god, did I just say that? Or did he just say you know and he was like there's exactly what I was thinking and he was like He's like this is a guy that I can get behind. Um he, he's you know, he, he's really good at like uh, which I like to think that I am too of like you know, like calling a spade a spade and like um I think it's very important to be like an actual artist is like you know, like kind of exposing like sort of like hypocrisies and you know, like kind of not letting them go unpunished.
0: <laughs> And then you guys just became friends ever since then.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, um, he, you know, he would he would like invite me over for like where um, we would do like over like overnight live streams where we would like prank call people. Um, I remember like I, I did the a prank call to a, an escort. Uh, I think on YouTube, I think YouTube might have taken it down because it was like it was like if you were on YouTube. Hooker prank call, like, ours was the first thing to come up. I was like, wow, really? Like, ours was the first video? Uh, I forgot, like, how many views it got, but, like, it, it was up there. And, um, I remember, like, I would get, like, I used to get, like, uh, like Facebook messages from, like, random people, like, saying, like, hey, I saw your thing, and, um, you know, I, I love what you do. And it's like, that was, like, the, like, <laughs> the first taste of, like, any sort of fame that I ever got was, like, being attached to him, and, um, You know, like, talking earlier about, like, not being ready for it. Like, I was not ready for it. Like, I used to be very, like, to certain people, like, I don't know you. Why are you talking to me? (laughs) So, Um, you know, I'm kind of glad that, like, you got, like, I was grateful for, like, that small scale of fame at the time, because, like, I, I, you know, if if, if I'd gotten it and I wasn't ready for it, like, on a bigger scale, like, I'd probably be blacklisted.
0: (laughs) Wow have you ever you never uh, hear the show called uh, Friday Night Cranks yeah yeah um, I think Eric knows the guy who created that I mean he introduced me to him Jared yeah cause yeah, I yeah Jared
1: yeah yeah cause yeah, I, I met him before
0: oh yeah okay and yeah how did now how does Eric know him like how did just from uh, YouTube or
1: YouTubers knowing YouTubers yeah <laughs> Um, he he did a uh, he did a promotion for Ford Fiesta back in 2015, I think it was, where they were like looking for like YouTubers and vloggers to um, to um, do videos promoting their new Ford Fiesta, and he submitted something that won one of the cars. And um, he I had just graduated college, and he was like, um, "Hey, remember that road trip we always talked about doing? Let's do it. We got this car, so like the car was ours for a year, but like the 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 awesome thing was that it came with one of those truck driver gas cards that, um, you know, just, it just sends the bill to Ford. Um, so gas is completely free. Um, and all we had to do in the promotion was once a month submit a video that had the car. in it didn't have to even be about the car. Um, I think you could even just mention the car. You could just be in a grocery store aisleway, way, like, vlogging, like, you know, hey, I got my vanilla wafers about to throw them in the trunk of my Ford Fiesta, then, and then bam—you got your quote of video of the month. <clears throat> um, so it was like too good to be true, and like we we went cross country uh, for two weeks, and we actually stayed um, like when we were planning the trip because like we told ourselves no hotel. Um, we just did an SOS to like different YouTubers who were lived in like different states and cities, and um, we just stayed at different people's places mean I think Jared was one of them. Either that, or we met him at a YouTube convention, but, but we met a lot of YouTubers that like they, they, Eric had never even met, but they just had watched our content. He watched theirs, um, and you know it was, it was an awesome experience. We just getting to like know people from like towns, as opposed to like staying at a hotel and like asking the front desk clerk like, "Hey, is there anywhere to go?"
0: and he just hands you like a laminated piece of paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, but when you did that, though, when you went to different people's houses, did you ever have that fear of, like, what is this person's, like, a psychopath or anything? Or was it just, like, trust my gut?
1: Uh, I think I was young and stupid at the time. I was just happy to be on the road. <laughs> no, I don't ever having that feeling at all. Um, and, and really, like, I didn't have a clue, because I, I wasn't really a big YouTube watcher, Um. Eric just and he barely knew them. I just took his word for it. I mean, sometimes we stayed with like relatives or uh, certain people that we knew, but like a lot of it was like mostly YouTubers. And I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a a privileged thing, you know. Like, very, very easy for me to feel that way. Like, I'm a guy. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm excited at the idea of meeting new people and you know, not necessarily staying at their houses, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, just meeting new people and um, you know hey, like, they sound excited to meet you and, like, they want to take you out to, like, you know, the fun places in town where it's, like, I mean, like, I know New York. Like, if, if if I have a friend coming in from out of town who wants to, like, hey, can you show me the city? Like, I'm not going to show them the Empire State, but I'm not going to show them the Statue of Liberty. Like, I'm going to show them, like, the best bars because, like, you know, like, those are boring. Like, the, the, the Empire State Building tour, you know, like, it's, those are, like, those are touristy things, and I'm sure they're fun. But, um, you know, like, it's not nearly going to be as fun as, like, you show them, like, the underground stuff, the cool stuff. And, like, that's kind of like, you know, what's the coolest place to go to in Indiana, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, where's the best bar in Denver, you know? Um, those, those are awesome experiences. See, so, yeah, I guess I wasn't scared as much as excited.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've been to California, and I only visited maybe a few tourist sites. I went to Santa Monica... Um, Venice Beach, Hollywood, which is a shithole. I never want to go back there again. (laughs) But um, the one thing in Santa Monica that stuck out to me, my cousin lives in uh, Westchester. Well, he lived in Westchester. He lives in Topanga now. But uh, he lived in Westchester. We went to Santa Monica, and we went to an Eagles bar. And it was all decked out in Philadelphia Eagles gear. And the uh, bar owners were English. And I forget who they were playing, but uh, they, some guy with a different jersey came to the Eagles bar with his friends, and the owners got so pissed off at him, they made him take the jersey off. So so just imagine, like, we're sitting in the Eagles bar watching the game at, like, 8 in the morning versus 11 o'clock, you know, East Coast time or however, like, whatever time it is here, and, you know, it was just really amazing. That's the one thing that stuck out to me was the Midwest Eagles bar.
1: Yeah, you hear stories like that, and maybe that was another reason not to be scared is that like, I mean, yeah, I don't know the person who's taking me out, but like, you know, like, you know you're not going to walk down. Because I've been to like places like, um, I remember like I was in Seattle a couple of years ago, and uh, we didn't have anybody who lived there to show us around. I was with Eric, and we were in the wrong part of town. I remember a guy um, like ran out of a target with like a lawn chair that he had stolen, and like, and, like, two seconds later, like, a guy tried to offer me, a, like, a crack pipe, and I told him, no, thank you, and he, like, threw it at my feet. Um, so it's like, you know, like, I feel much, you know, less worried about, like, staying with a stranger necessarily as much as, you know, because, like, you, you get the vibe early on that, like, this guy, I, I'm not safe in this house versus, and then you just get out of there versus, like, oh, shoot, am I going to get ganged up on and mugged, yeah. and, you know, like, they just walked down the wrong street, so, like, we didn't have that worry, necessarily, so it's, it's you know, I, I if you're going to travel, like, I totally recommend, like, you, you know somebody who's there, and they can kind of, like, guide you around.
0: See, I, um, a YouTuber came to my house about, uh, back in December, and he was like, hey, where are the best places to go here, and I'm like, so my town's not that bad, but here are the places not to go. I told him, and I was like, if you really want to go somewhere, and I was like, you're from Jersey, right? He said, yeah. I said, just go to Philly. I was like, just go to Philly, you know, stay in Center City. You'll be fine. I said, don't go to Kensington. Don't go to any – don't go towards Fishtown, even though that's where the, all the bars are. I was like, just go to Center City where you'll be safer and where there are cops on every single block. Yeah. I, I, and that's what I told him. I said, just don't go anywhere that I wouldn't go. Because sometimes for my job, I sometimes have to go to like the sketchy parts of the city. And, you know, still to this day, I go and I always tell my manager, I'm like, dude, like, you know, I don't want to go here. And he tells me, like, "Eh, you got to suck it up for once.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I, I, you know, I'll book jobs, too. that are like, that they want me to go, like, I don't want to name names, but, you know, like, go certain places that like yeesh and what time is called god five in the morning like I don't feel great about it um and you know I, I don't know I always end up going you know I, I remember like I had a job in Albany that um they wanted me to be like at an airport at like four in the morning and I had to rent a car and drive up there um but like it's just like it's things like that it's just like alright let's you know take care of me god you know <laughs> <laughs> you know like i you know because like it's and it's just like that thing of like you know you're you know when you're starting off especially like you can't really afford to say no to too many things really? um it's a tough place to a tough position to be in. you can't really be too selective and like sometimes you get put in dangerous situations i'm not gonna you know like i, I would be remiss to recommend like anybody like you know if you're put in a position where like you need the work, but you, but you have to be called to a dangerous location. Like, I wouldn't say take the job, but like, just, you know, do your best to like research the area, research the people who are hiring you and just, you know, make sure you're going to be taken care of. Make sure people know where you are or like, or, you know, and I've, I've had a lot of these uh, circumstances where like, I've had somebody come with me, um, not necessarily like come to the job with me, but like, you know, like, um, like I worked the job in, in Connecticut and uh, buddy Went there with me, kind of did his own thing while I was at the job, and you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, friends are a good thing to have. That's that's maybe like you know, I mean, it might be a luxury for some people, but like it's a, it's a great thing to like to meet people. Like when you when you take on jobs, especially like if you're doing like background work for a while, like you're gonna meet a lot of people. Some of them are like you know, kind of you know, background jobs that attract a lot of um, people who don't really deserve to be there not strong work etiquette sort of thing, um, but like the people, you know, the good people that you do meet, I mean, like, I know, like, when I would work background, like, I would meet at least one person who I would exchange phone numbers with, and then you got another person that, like, you can, you know, ask advice, or like, hey, if so you have an audition and you need someone to read for you, like, they, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, it's really, like, networking is, like, such a huge thing, and, you You know, one huge thing, you know, like they say, like, it's about who you know in this business, like, you know, I would like to, like, amend that and say, like, it's about who you get to know.
0: That's important. And that, and that's what, like, many people, uh, have to, like, look, look at when, uh, when it comes to being in this business. Yeah, it's good to have friends. I mean.
1: You know, like the other token, and I mentioned it earlier. Like, you have a lot of people who, like, you know, you're out of job, and like, people will ask you questions, like, "Oh, how old are you? Do you have an agent? Um, what are some things that you've done?" And like, you can tell, like, with the way that they're asking and their attitudes, like, they're comparing themselves to me. They're they're subtracting my age from theirs and seeing how well they're doing. And you know, it, it's some, some people are kind of shallow about it, but um, you know, it's it. I'll tell you this, like, you know, you know, you found a friend, um, um. As an actor, like, when you meet another actor who can just talk about regular things. You know, hmm. they're just talking about, like, you know, their dog or, you know, a hobby that they do. Like, if all they can talk about is, you know, the arts, the Oscars, you know, you know, it, it's, it just gets a little stale. It's the same conversations, and you start to wonder that, like, they put all their eggs in this basket, Um and, and this is, like, my career choice, and, like, I'm, like, not giving up for anything, but, like, there are other things that are important, too. Strength of character is very important, you know, not just, like, you know, you don't just measure it on your, you know, your your bank account. It's, you know, like, what kind of person are you as well? You know, did you step on anyone's toes to get to where you are? You know, I've met plenty of people who, um, who just, stayed home, raised families, and worked for a living who, like, have more character than some of, like, the more successful people that I've ever met, and you learn those things, and it's a good, it's a good lesson, too, to, like, teach you that, like, you know, like just because I'm not at this person's level, or, like, you know, Taylor Swift became super famous, and I'm... Five or six years older than her. I don't think I am. I don't know how I don't, I don't old she is. But, um, but, you know, like, you, you, don't, you don't think in that mentality of, like, they got there first. They got there before I did. So they're better than me. It's not the case. It's, you know, everyone's life is different. And I'm grateful for the fact that, like, I didn't, like, this hasn't been easy for me. I'm very grateful for that because, like, it's just made me such a better person. Like, I think, like, those people, like, they, they tend to have more longevity you know, Harrison Ford was 31 before he, um, I think, before he landed uh, American Graffiti, his first major role. I, I think that he was you know in his 30s. Morgan Freeman, like, when, you know, he was almost middle-aged when he became famous. And it's, it's like these are two people that, like, they have longevity. They're, you know, they weren't one-hit wonders. Like, I think they had to suffer to, like, become the people that they are.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I understand that. I just think, I don't know, with... Where I live, I mean, you know where I, we talked about where I live. I live in the greater Pennsylvania area. I live right outside of Philly. It's my backyard. Uh, A lot of people that I like workers, they always say like, well, you know, you want to do something with YouTube. Why are you, uh, why are you doing something with YouTube? If you're not even, uh, you know, if you're not even doing anything to help benefit you. And I'm like, Well, dude, like, this is a hard field. Like, it's not a get up and go field. And this guy is just like, well, that means you're not into it. That means you, you know, have to find another career. And I'm, and then I think about it sometimes, like, that's not true. Like, this is a hard field to get into. The entertainment field that me and you are in are, it's really hard. And it's just based off of luck.
1: Yeah. And, and, You don't ever let anybody talk to you like that um and it's you know it's kind of a thing like um anybody who's made something of themselves will never tell you that you you can't do something because they did it
0: you know so like you can too yeah and it's just uh i don't know Uh, a lot of people are very judgmental In in the field because I've even told people before like listen this is what I want to do with my life even if YouTube's not around for a while I'll still figure out a way to get like my name out there and then they tell me stop you're not going to get it you're not going to do it I'm just like I'm going to get it dude trust me yeah well you
1: know it's it's I mean there's only so much that you can control but like you know you can't control whether or not you keep continuing to do it, you know, it's not like someone can just take it, tell you, like, you can't do this, you know, that's, that's a, kind of like a, like, when you're younger, like, when I was younger, like, I, I kind of had that mentality, like, I hope I'm selected to do this, and it's like, it's not a, it's not a thing where someone selects you, it's you do it because you choose to do it, um, and, you know, like, it, sure, like, I thought that, like, I, I definitely had, like, a plan, like, when I was, you know, like, I, I could tell them, like when I graduated college, like I will give myself two weeks and I'll find an apartment, give myself another two weeks and I'll book my first gig, you know. And it's like that did not, that was not how it panned out. Um, and just like what you expected, like is just it still is very different. You know, like I kind of like thinking like like is what I thought was going to happen. Would that have been more enjoyable than what actually happened? I don't know that it did because like you just you have these stories of like when you were really. You know, I mean, like, I'm definitely doing better than I was in my early 20s. But, um, you know, like, you just think, like, wow, like, I don't think I have to do that again. I think I'm good on that. Like, I, I think I've suffered enough from that point. Um, it's just, it's, I think that's what, to, to me, that's what makes this, like, I mean, like, doing the actual job is is a thrill in itself. You know, like, you get to meet new people and, and show off what you got. And, uh, like, that part's great, but, like, a lot of times, like, getting there is, is awesome too and I think that's like an appreciation that that any artist needs to get um, you know uh, there's a quote it's not mine but like that's like you know you don't pay me to do the gig you pay me to get there Um, I I believe with that like 100% like if you can't at least enjoy and appreciate getting there um, then like the experience of doing it isn't going to be as meaningful either So, like, that really supports the whole idea. It's like, is this, you know, like, while you're an actor, isn't that tough? And it's like, well, only if you don't love it. And it's tough physically, but as far as, like, like mentally and emotionally, like, it's true, it used to be when I was a little more insecure, but uh, these days, like, I'm much more at peace with um, the fact that, like, you know, I do everything that I can, and and it works. You know, you want it to work better, you know, and you want it, like, where's that next step? But,
0: like, it's working. So, like, just keep doing it. You're Okay. No, I understand that. Uh, See, that's what I like. You know, we had about an hour and 24 minutes of a deep conversation just about, you know, acting. And we talked a whole bunch more about like insecurities and, you know, we talked about Eric and whatnot. And that's what I like about this podcast. You know, many people. Come on my show think it's going to be a question answer interview but we you know my personal main goal i dive into people's personal lives i don't mean to it's just like it's just it gets more interesting because you never you open up a person that you never thought you would like hear from anybody before and that's my main primary goal when i do this podcast it's just to get people to open up about their personal life because they've been through so much and it seems you, you've been through a lot, you know, in your lifetime from what you told me and all that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, you know, like, like what I was saying earlier about, like, talking to actors and having, like, the same conversations about like, the process and, you know, like, it's, like, one of, like, my biggest cringes with talking to actors is, like, when they have, like, this kind of, like, this mentality where they say something like, aren't we just the weirdest bunch of people? Aren't we just the kookiest? And it's just, like, um like you don't have to try so hard to like make yourself out to be unique like i get it you know it's an interesting profession um but i like i don't like i don't really like talking about the process or like getting into character like that's uh I, i love talking about like what it took to get here like you know like so like how far are you coming from or you know like oh like i had this crazy story about like getting to this you know this job in new jersey like, like those are far more interesting to me than, um, you know. So this one time I got rejected by this casting director who told me I looked like his ex-boyfriend. It's like, eh, that's, you know, that stuff is, you know, it's, it's almost typical. Uh, not to say that it's right, but, uh, you know, it's just like, I, I for talking about the, the more human stuff. Because this is like, it's funny because like, like, we're in the business of like, you know, human emotion and things like that, but, like, the stuff that we do to get to that part is, like, very inhumane. It's not interesting. I don't find it interesting. It sucks, and it can be cruel. um, You know, but, like, it's, like, like, we all go through it. Like, all of us do, we go through some sort of a rejection or some sort of, like, a where we're made to feel small. It's like, I don't really... I'm not interested in talking about that, or, or, or if we talk about it, I'm not interested in talking about it to make you know, to like, like validate myself or anything like that. It's just, it's fun to just talk about like, you know, what makes you human, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's, many people don't have that in this day and age. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's where you can find a lot of like the enjoyment out of like your suffering and they're like, well, I'm not dead. That's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
2: definitely alive because I am hurting. Um it like it almost
1: sounds like a like like sadism, but um it's yeah, it's it's really like you know, it's it's not for everybody and I think that's the part where you know there are plenty of talented people out there. Every you know like everybody's talented at something. Um like it's not and I don't even mean it in like a stereotypical way of like you know, where like someone's like everyone is a snowflake, everyone is a beautiful flower. Um everyone has talent, everyone has something about them that they're good at. Um, and you know, you think that you're born with that. So it's like, it's out of your control. And like, if I'm not good at this, I'm not good at this. Like, that's what a lot of people are afraid of. But like, in my experience, like I've worked with more people who are talented than I've worked with people who show up on time, have a positive attitude, know their lines, uh, are adaptable and just bring an overall like positivity to like the project. Those are things that you can control, um, that you can decide whether or not you do them. And those are the things that I find are harder to come by.
0: Because you don't really find people like that in this day and age. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. It's just amazing. Like, you can choose to do that. You can choose to be on time. You can choose to have a positive attitude. Like Why don't you? If talent is what you're so concerned over, like, like you, you
0: can't control talent. Like, what, like Why don't you concerned yourself with things that you can control? Exactly. Um, so... One last question before I head out. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, in 10 years, um, it's, you know, I've never asked myself that question. Um,
1: but, um, I don't know. Uh, but I, I definitely like from like the progression of, you know, it's very important to like six months ago, where was I compared to where I am now? Um, and, You know, like it's not even like a matter of financial I am doing better than I was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Um, but um ten years from now, um, God I'm I'm so looking forward to it. It's it's just um you know like if you keep this attitude and you know, there's just there's no telling. I I definitely wanna be in the city. I I told myself like I'll go to LA if I'm invited to L.A. (laughs) It's, to me, it's like a brick wall. Where if you're not on the right side of the wall, you ain't getting
0: in. Yeah, no, I understand that.
1: Um, But, um, you know, I mean, uh, this past uh, December is when um, I made the transition into having, being an actor, my sole source of income. Um, Before that, I was working part-time as a doorman. For three days a week, and that even that started to become too much, to where like I was having to turn down projects. I was like, "You became a doorman so you could sustain yourself as an actor. Why would you turn down acting work so you could do that?" <laughs> no. um, that was a huge step, and that was kind of scary. But like it's working out, and it's not something I take for granted. It's something that like I know that like I have to keep on. Um, and like the work just keeps coming in and I'm so grateful for it um, I must be doing something right so you know 10 years from now like I don't know where I'm gonna be but I know that it's gonna be where I should be because I'm not what ifing I'm actually trying to make something happen
0: yeah no I like that but uh hey man thank you for coming on uh, actually I really enjoyed talking to you we talked for a good uh, we talked for a good long time <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, this was fun. I, I, I was actually kind of excited to do this. Um, you know, I, I, I was curious how you how you found out about me. I mean, I suspected it was probably something Eric related.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, you know, and I researched like depending on like how many people have like a website. Like, I had to research, you know, you know, this type of person people are, so I can get a good uh, understanding of who I'm talking to and what they've done. You know what I mean? That's how I do my work. And it's like, you know, I found you and I was just like, you know what? You would be a pretty good guest on my podcast. And you are. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. I I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was was really fun. Thanks for listening to my my stories. (laughs) I
1: know. Um, know, I'm glad to hear about your stuff too. And, you know, um, it's, it's always fun to see how much you have in common with somebody who's trying to do, you know, I mean, you're doing at least like something that's a sister or a cousin of what I'm doing, um, so I, I, I emphasize what you're going through completely as well.
0: Yeah, you know, wish you all the best. Thank you. I wish you all the best too. Um, mm-hmm. Could you share this tomorrow when it comes up? I'll I'll let you know when it's all up and ready.
1: Yeah, well, I was just about to ask you. Um, you know, where is this, and when and when can I promote
0: it? <laughs> um, so it's on it's on a uh, Spotify. And it's going to be Uh up around eight AM tomorrow morning, so that way, you know, you know, if whatever time you get up, I'll send you the link. I'll text it to you. I'll text it over to you tomorrow morning. Yeah, please do.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll pimp it out.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right, it was nice Uh talking to you. Yeah, same here. All right, see you later, buddy. Okay, take care. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you like and subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker.fm, and much, much more. Go follow me on Gleason Photography and Videography on Facebook. And that's really it, guys. Hope you liked the interview. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of TJTV. So peace out, everybody. Have a good night. Do not drink and drive and stay safe out there.